What does it mean to disturb? To not believe in a status quo. To not believe that everything is as is. Having the inherent feeling inside of you that there is more to uncover. That greatness is waiting to be discovered. To disturb, to disturb is to become. It is the understanding that every single day is a chance to exceed the barriers of excellence. Knowing that if you are called to do anything, it is to be iconoclast. To look impossible in the eye and move towards it. No, to run towards it. You are more. You are a disturbance to conventionality, the epitome of greatness, an ambassador of iconoclast. This, this is iconoclast. And I am Chidi Amadi Ahaneku, the head of the Amadi Ahaneku family. Don't just live. Disturb. Sending shoutouts or shoutouts to you. My name is Chidi Amadi Ahaneku, the head of the Amadi Ahaneku clan. And this, this is Iconoclast, the podcast that is tailored for icons. I hope everything is going well and I hope that you are doing great. I hope that you are still facing the world as an iconoclast and you are giving it every single thing you have because the aim is not only to be number one, the aim is to be the only one. Thank you to each and every person who has reached out. It really is motivational to hear what you have to say about the podcast episode, especially our last episode and that someone reached out to me and they said this episode really changed the way I view everything and it has changed the way I'm positioning myself for the coming year. That that really melted my heart because it's only an honor, honestly. It is nothing but an honor to be there and help people change their life, help people position their lives better. I saw a quote that says, To be great, you don't only have to show people your superpowers, but show them theirs. And I'm paraphrasing, but that touched me so much. Your greatness doesn't only lie in showing people your superpower, but it lies in helping people see theirs. How beautiful is that? So thank you to each and everyone who has reached out. It means quite a lot. Today's topic is inspired by a conversation I had with one of my mentors. And it is a result of a question that she asked me. She asked, what is the reason for the podcast? Why do I still have the podcast and why am I continuously pouring into it? And my answer helped me go back to the reason I started the podcast. I remember the mindset that I was still in was the fact that I understood that great individuals build great businesses. And if my aim was to inspire the world to build better businesses, I had to find a way of helping people to be great individuals, to be iconoclasts. And that's why we have the icon and iconoclast, because I believe wholeheartedly that iconoclasts are what the world needs. We are what the world needs. 
So I decided that the podcast is going to run on what I like to call the Twin Peak system. It's going to be twofold. This means that we are going to help build great people. Then we are going to help those great people then build great businesses. So as a function of that, the podcast is going to have the first peak, which is self-development. And then the second peak, which is business development. And today, I want us to focus on the second peak, business development. So the topic of today is experiential marketing. If you know me, you know that I work with a lot of small businesses, a lot of startups. I'm invested in quite a couple and I help build a lot through our consulting business, right? And what I've seen is that first-time entrepreneurs are starting to become very traditional in the way they do modern marketing. What do I mean? Every entrepreneur that is starting out is looking at the game of entrepreneurship from the perspective of have a website, have a social media account, and just post pictures of my product. And that's all. And rarely you find the, the rare individuals in all of this, in the stack, right? Where entrepreneurs believe that they can do more than just post their products. So they post pictures of themselves with their products. And then that's different. However, I believe that there is a way of revolutionizing the entire thing. We look at marketing in a totally different way. And the first step to doing that is doing away with traditional marketing strategies in the modern world. Because what you needed to run a business, a successful marketing strategy 10 years ago, it definitely isn't the same as what you need right now. So the first step is doing away completely with traditional marketing ploys. But then what's the alternative? What's left for us? And that's the topic of today. Experiential marketing. So what's an experience? I looked it up and I saw that an experience is an event or occurrence which leaves an impression on a person. So it follows the cause and effect principle. The cause being the event or occurrence and the effect being the impression that it leaves. In order to create an experience, you have to follow that principle. Have a cause that leaves an impression, an effect. So usually how it goes is that the bigger the cause, the bigger the effect. And in experiential marketing, it's the more significant the cause or the event or the occurrence, the more personal it is, then the bigger the impression or the more significant an impression it will leave. And that is exactly what experiential marketing is. You are trying to market your business or product in a way that's going to make the recipient or the customer feel so strongly about that interaction that it is not only just an interaction they have with you, a moment they have with you, but it becomes an experience they share with you. Now, how do you do that? How do you 
start with experiential marketing in your business. The most fundamental aspect of experiential marketing is not what the traditional strategies of marketing have shown us. It's not at all passive, but rather it is active. And what does this mean? You know, what we usually see is that a company will put a billboard up or a poster up and hope that 100,000 people see it. And then obviously the Pareto system that only 20% of that 100,000 will buy or will contact or will engage with the content, right? And that's how it's usually done. And then businesses do that and then believe that they have succeeded in their marketing. That's where they have invested their money. But that's completely wrong. Not in the world that we are living now. Not in the dopamine-filled and dopamine-infested reality that we are living in now. Things have completely changed. So what you need right now is a much more active interaction with your people. What does this mean? What does it entail? First and foremost, it has to be as immersive an experience as possible. What does this mean? An immersive experience is something that relates to emotional connections and not just emotional connections on the surface area but significant emotional connections because as we said the whole concept of an experience is cause and effect and the more significant the experience or the cause or the occurrence then the more significant the effect which is the impression that it leaves so the emotional connection has to be very strong and how do you do this? How do you create a strong and engaging emotional experiences? It really boils down to your entire business. You have to come to a point where you see business completely different. You see the game completely different. And you do that through your entire business. So firstly, it boils down to your brand image and positioning. A friend of mine asked me what differentiates a luxury brand from a regular brand and how can you move or how can you establish your brand as a premium brand. What I did to actively and accurately explain this difference was make her watch two adverts. First, one of a Rolls Royce and then one of a Toyota. Here's something that I find so fascinating. The thing is, when we were watching the Rolls Royce ad, the first thing that they showed in the first few videos was not the car. The first thing that they tried to do was to establish the experience. Establish the experience first before they showed us the specs of a car. Contrarily, when we watched the Toyota car, the Toyota ad rather, excuse me, when we watched the Toyota ad, what we saw was that in the Toyota ad, the first thing that they showed us was how agile the Toyota is when it goes off-road. Now look, I'm not saying that the Toyota brand is inferior to the Rolls-Royce brand. No, not at all. I'm saying that they both understood the aim and in the Rolls-Royce ad, what they understood is that they want to give you a more bespoke feeling, a premium luxury feeling. But with the Toyota... Of course, they're looking at a totally different market. Their aim was to show you how convenient and effective the car was for doing what it was supposed to do, and that's go off-road. And both of these did give us a feeling, 
But one was more significant because one really delved into your need for connection. And it's so beautiful because this relates to their entire brand image. And I'm sure you've heard the saying that says that your brand speaks for you in rooms where you are not in. And that's why in order to start creating an active experiential marketing strategy, you have to start with your brand and how you position your brand. So determine what feeling and experience you want your brand to ignite. And then once you've done that, you can now find ways to become active in your marketing. The second thing that you want to look at is then storytelling, right? I want to go back to the two ads, the Rolls Royce and the Toyota. What we saw in these ads is that both ads were telling a story, different stories that ignited different emotions, most definitely, but they both told a story about what the brand is. And it's important in order to create an experience, you must have a storyline because your customers want to be part of your story. Customers want to be influenced by you. In fact, one of the first things that you have to also do is stop seeing them just as customers, but seeing them as people who can be part of your story. So what you are trying to do is just create a platform where people can be part of your story. People want to be influenced by you. People want to be associated with something that represents who they are. And once you are great at establishing and drawing the picture of who they are, it's very easy for them to associate with you. It's very easy to be influenced by you. But you always have to have a story and you want your people or your customers rather to be part of your story. For experiential marketing to be as effective as possible, it has to be live and it has to be multi-sensory. What do I mean? You know, there's a lot of examples of businesses that do this. Firstly, as I said in the beginning, it cannot be passive. So it has to be active, right? And this means that in this sense, it has to be live. This means that people actually have to go out of their homes and be part of it. So it has to draw people outside of their comfort zone. Now, drawing from that, it has to be multi-sensory. This means that when a person goes out and comes to interact with you and your story and your brand, then what you want them to feel is everything. You want to engage all their senses from sight to feel to smell to hearing. That's what you want to do. I was explaining to someone that one of the most prominent coffee shops in South Africa right now is going to be Plato because Play-Doh does that. They first take you out of your place to come to a very aesthetically pleasing environment. When you get there, definitely all their staff is going to smile at you, number one. Then the place is so beautiful, then it smells great. The coffee smells great. And when you're there, you can hear beautiful music. You can just immerse yourself in the experience of coffee. And as a result, they are growing. So it has to be live and it has to be multi-sensory. 
And the last concept that I want to deal with is that it has to be participatory. This means that people not only want to be, as I said in the beginning, part of your proverbial story. People want to be active participants in the creation and upbringing of the brand. So make them partners to your brand. When I was doing my research, I found this company. They are designers and what they do is that you look at their social media account and it doesn't have pictures of their products. Not at all. So what they do is that in order to market their company, what they do is that they host regular brunch dates. That's what they call them. Regular brunch dates. And during those brunch dates, which are only available by exclusive invite only. Right? How magnificent is that? Exclusive invite only. They have those people come. And then those people are the people who are going to market their brand by taking pictures in their clothing. So they make the clothing. They identify potential customers who are also there to polarize the brand. And then they invite them to an exclusive brunch date. Now you have an exclusive party with exclusively invited individuals who will polarize the brand completely. That is marketing genius. Not only that, there is also a brand, also designers. I think that's just something about designers, right? And what they did is that they had an event. And at the event, they'd give the customers or potential customers a spray bottle. And the customers can actually participate in creating inspiration for the next line. Imagine that what participation actually looks like in the business sense. I also have a friend, there's something completely different than designing. I also have a friend and she sells cutlery, right? Cutlery. And what she does is that she has also events where she cooks beautiful African food for individuals and she does it in her own cutlery. How beautiful is that? It seems like it's totally irrelevant. You are selling cutlery, but you're making food for individuals. But it's genius. It's multi-sensory. It's participatory. It's part of her story as an African woman. And it also speaks a lot to her brand image and positioning. All of that in just one event. And that's mind-blowing. One thing that I've learned that is so important in experiential marketing is that doesn't mean because you are selling clothes, your entire marketing has to be surrounded around clothes. Just because you are selling cutlery, everything that you post should be around cutlery. I call it bridge marketing. It is when you go into another industry, you borrow the advantages of that industry you bring it into your industry, in your business, in order to market your business, even though it sometimes seems like an irrelevant thing. Let me let you into a secret, and I'm sure my team will be very angry at me for this, but let me let you into a secret. This is the game plan. Fundamentally, Iconoclast is a business and personal mentorship company. And it is also a strategic management and project management consulting firm. Those are the two things that we do. But 
Surrounding all of that is the podcast and the masterclasses. All of those, all of those are me going into a different industry to consulting and mentorship and bringing it into my industry, into my businesses and making it work for me as a strategic ploy. And in doing that, I can then make it live. I can make it multisensory. I can make it participatory. And it can also speak to my brand image and my positioning. So ultimately, it creates an entirely immersive experience. And that's what we do. That's what bridge marketing is. And it is connected with experiential marketing because it requires creativity. It requires resilience and diligence. And it really requires strategy. And those are all the things that are needed to run a successful business. And that is where we are in terms of successful experiential marketing. I always say that, and I think I said this, the point is always to just change people's lives. And if you can do it using your business, great people create great businesses that change people's lives. That's just it. That's just what it is. So go out and try and find a way in which you can change someone else's life through your business. How can you create experiences that really shift the existence of an individual that moves them, that moves their soul? That is what I want us to do. This doesn't only apply in business. This also applies to personal brands. It applies to projects. It applies to your personal podcast. All of this, all of this just works. You just have to be there. You have to be resilient. You have to be creative in the way you do it. But trust me, once you've started, you can never go wrong. If you want to know more about Iconoclast and what we do and how we can help you, how we can help your business grow, how we can help you grow and become better, look at our Instagram page at icon underscore zero underscore class. We are currently working on putting up our website and it's coming soon. I can't wait for that. And yes, that is our podcast for today. I hope this podcast episode helped you think about your business, how you can make it better, how you can make your personal life better and your personal brand better, or all the projects that you are part of much, much better. And as they say in my Igbo language, Dalu, thank you.